from the team at CTS, this is the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast, our show dedicated to answering your training questions and providing actionable advice to help you improve your performance, even if you're strapped for time. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford, and I'm one of the over 50 professional coaches who make up the team at CTS. In each episode, I draw on our team's collective knowledge, other coaches, and experts in the field to provide you with the practical ways to get the most out of your training and ultimately become the best cyclist that you can be. Now, on to our show. Welcome back, Time Crunch fans. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford. The Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast is all about giving you actionable training information that you can apply to your own training. And we do it in a really concise way, or at least we try. We also have lots of audience questions throughout the month, and that's exactly what we're going to do on today's show. As many of our listeners already know, you can submit a question to us at CTS by going to trainright.com backslash podcast and click on the ask a training question where we'll answer it on a future episode. All right, let's see what we got for today. Outside of sleep, hydration, and nutrition, what are your hierarchy of recovery modalities? Example, compression, sauna, cold plunge, foam rolling, yoga, etc. Okay, short answer, sleep, hydration, nutrition, those are all my recovery hacks. Um, honestly, sleep is king. Focus on that first. Uh, if you get super depleted in your hydration and nutrition, you really compromise recovery. Um, that's hard. That's harder on your body. People don't need to freak out if they have a bad day of eating, but like it straight up, like if you, if you get really depleted in, in those ways, it's going to be hard to recover. So don't lose focus on the basics here, folks. So if you want to get into some of the recovery toys, um, honestly, I find it's more about recovery timing and overall habits. So if, if you have a hard workout, what I mean by that, if you have a hard workout, hit your recovery window with food, but also try to relax. I say chill out. This means that say the hour after your hard workout, it's ideal to be lazy. If you can eat, drink, shower, chill. And if you can set up your day, say if you have a remote based work or Maybe you have a two hour time period where you can get, get the workout in. Maybe you train for 30 minutes so that you can plan on not rushing to your next thing. Cause that's where I find that the stress really starts to tip the scales is when people just try to maximize every minute of their training session. And then they try to get on with life and work and, and go pick up the kids and all this kind of stuff. And, and they're just on kind of nonstop, just time trialing all day, trying to maximize every single minute. That can be a really like battery draining, um, aspect of recovery right there. So if you can prioritize, if you can arrange things so that you can get in high quality training and then even take like 20 minutes to put the legs up and you can still answer a few emails and stuff like that, but just let your body unwind even for 20 minutes. That's gold. That is gold. Um, for busy people as well, or maybe you're, you know, if you don't work from home and you don't have easy access to kitchen and stuff like this, try to cook ahead of time, buy food that's healthy and fast so that you don't have to eat whatever's laying around or <laughs> you don't not eat to use a double negative. Meaning 
you get, you get back from your workout, right? You're going to charge that next meeting because you didn't listen to me. Well, the next greatest thing is to have food so that it nourishes you in, in recovery. A lot of people may not have that food item around. So then you just go into that depletion mode. And it's not to say that if you miss your recovery window after a hard workout, you will never replete glycogen in your muscle again. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is the best approach to do it. And if you're looking at, if you're going to go out and buy a Theragun, cause that's going to change your life. Look about, look at your timing. Okay. Look at your timing of recovery of, of your food, of your relaxation. And that's going to be way better. Finally, this kind of sounds strange, but I, I find myself adding less things in and taking more things to do away from my athletes to recover. What I mean, what I mean by that is I think in my early years as a coach, I'd often recommend more recovery toys and things. And let's go do this in my practice. I'm finding it more and more just to be noisy stuff. And so I just, I focus on sleep, consistent bedtimes, consistent wake times and consistent total sleep. Seven to nine hours for athletes gets the thumbs up. That's the gold standard right now. I mean, every sleep research, every kind of like, uh, athlete focused, uh, sleep article that I read and what I practice is that seven to nine hours of sleep per night. And that can come seven hours of sleep at night to, and then maybe like an hour nap or something like that. If you can get it in, that's great. And I don't recommend any sauna or cold plunge infrared, anything to athletes sauna that that's heat stress. Okay. So it's not recovery. It's actually stress. Okay. It moves differently. It's affected differently in the body, but you're, you're not recovering when you're in the sauna cold plunge. I think that's been thrown on its head a couple times over now where it actually can blunt recovery of, uh, proteins and muscles in your body. It's really not that effective. Now there's some other stuff that could be beneficial just in the way of mood and things, but from a recovery standpoint, and even like what's beneficial about what we're talking about here, it's not, it doesn't work yoga. I think yoga is great, but it's still training. It's not recovery. It's an easy day of training. Okay. So if you need to move your body, you need to sweat on an easy day. I think that's a great way to do it as opposed to, you know, going out to where the group ride is and pretending like you're not going to join and then you join and then things don't go right. <laughs> you're not going easy. Right. And so I think when it comes to all these recovery modalities, less is definitely more compression and massage, for example. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Athletes love it. It feels good, right. To get a massage, but is it worth it relative, relative to the stress to get to the appointment relative to the, the cost associated with it? Now, if, if you have the time and you have the money to get massage on a regular basis, yeah, that's great. You just get to lay on the bed get a massage and there's some, there's some other benefits that go on there, including just uh, circulation of your blood and um, relaxation of the muscles. That's awesome. But in, again, of all the stuff that I've come across in the way of research and, and performance based stuff in practice and in the, in the lab, 
somebody who gets the massage versus somebody who doesn't, when they go max effort, that doesn't change. Compression boots, sure. But I think the beauty of compression boots, like I've talked about on this podcast, is it makes you still. It makes you do less. And it feels good. So if you want to feel good and do less, compression boots. So passive recovery is the best recovery. I wouldn't add in much more than that. So in summary to uh, your questions, Todd, the best recovery practices, it's really good sleep, chilling out after hard days and keeping yourself in balance and not getting overly depleted uh, throughout the week on any given day and uh, just be good to yourself. And then that's really going to expedite your recovery process. So I hope that helps. Thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to submit a question so I can help answer it here. Thanks for joining us on the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you want even more actionable training advice, head over to trainright.com backslash newsletter and subscribe to our free weekly publication. Each week, you'll get in-depth training content that goes beyond what we cover here on the podcast that'll help you take your training to the next level. That's all for now. Until next time, train hard, train smart, train right.